you know that every word you speak matters? Are your conversations making a difference? With a passion for words and a heart for conversation, Teresa Velarde is a self-professed word nerd, best-selling author, BizCat 360 columnist, and publisher. Children's books as well as fiction and nonfiction books are welcomed at Weeby Books Publishing and Book Endeavors, the imprints of her company, Authentic Endeavors Publishing. Whether written or spoken, Teresa strives to encourage and inspire meaningful conversations that make a difference. Here's the host of Conversations That Make a Difference, Teresa Velarde. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Conversations That Make a Difference. I am Teresa Velarde, and we are so blessed to have Dr. Marcus Wettstein and Dr. Rachel Simpson-Sweet with me today. But first we're going to have first we're going to go through our a uh, little bit of housekeeping here and say that you can listen to conversations that make a difference every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday and you can meet us on YouTube and put in some questions if you have them. I'm sure there's going to be a tremendous amount of information in this show that you might want to even ask how this information applies to you. So join us on YouTube and you can listen to Dream Vision 7 live on um, your mobile car and your mobile phone, in your car, on YouTube, online. And you can even ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 live while you listen. There you go. Okay, (laughs) so cool stuff. Anyway, Everybody who knows me knows that I usually start my show with a prayer. So let's do that. And then I'll introduce my guests. God, grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it is by God's grace that we are fabulous, blessed, and highly favored, living in our greatness, using our gifts and talents, making a difference in the lives of others with passion and purpose. And all of God's great universe is conspiring in our favor. And we gratefully say, amen. So who do we have here today? I already said who. (laughs) So I'm going to read some bios and make sure you know who these incredible people are. Um, First, we'll start with Dr. Rachel. Um, She's a certified epigenetics health and wellness coach with a PhD in neuropsychology. She works with clients to change their lifestyle through biological individuality and understanding genetics. Using genetic blueprints and body biomarkers as the guide, she helps women design a plan to go from being fatigued, stressed, and not sleeping to having more energy and clarity so they can wake up with confidence and rock their day. (laughs) (laughs) Through visioning, clients discover new ways to look at challenges and are encouraged to experiment with new techniques to move them closer to becoming their best, the best version of who they are. And so you can learn more about Dr. Sweet at drrachelsweet.com. And we'll give you that again before we close today. Dr. Marcus Vetstein, you have a lot of things in common with Dr. Rachel (laughs) and you have practiced endocrinology for nearly 30 years. Dr. Marcus is a diabetes, metabolic and stress management specialist. He also works in energy medicine as a licensed well practitioner. He assists clients in improving their energy reserve via electrophonic um, image. Photonic, thank you. I know this. I'm a word nerd, remember? <laughs> he lives in Colorado with his wife, has three children, and enjoys skiing and hiking. And you ha- will hear Dr. Vetstein's email address shortly. I'm so grateful to have you guys here. And I'm so thank grateful. You that you're welcome. I'm so grateful that the two of you wrote incredible information in the Fourfold Formula for All Things Wellness, the first of a three book series. I know that um, Dr. Rachel is gonna write in the second one. And of course you are too, Dr. Marcus. The second one is called Win the Wellness War. W-A-R stands for We Are Responsible. And that's basically what we're gonna talk about today, taking responsibility for your own health by the information that these two 
practitioners with lots of information can um, help us to live our best lives. So where do we want to start? Ladies first. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go to Dr. Rachel. Oh, and by the way, everybody, if you wouldn't mind, Dr. Uh, um, Coach Peggy Wilms was supposed to be with us today, but unfortunately she's suffering with some respiratory illness and she doesn't have much of a voice, so you wouldn't hear her. She, her presence is always well known um, and we love her very much. And Peggy, just get well. We're praying for you to get well quickly. So that agreed. That, Yes, agreed. <laughs> yes, um, I'm sure she's listening in too. So, um, so, Dr. Rachel, you are a neuropsychologist, and you have your own story as to why you got involved with epigenetic coaching and how um, epigenetics can help any of us to live better lives. Can you um, tell us how that came about for you? Yeah, and a little bit about your story. Yeah. So I is part of the story that I wrote in uh, the first book, actually, um, the, it's basically um, that, you know, my whole life I've, I've struggled with uh, my weight, losing weight, gaining weight, like a lot of ladies have, um, you know, at one point I was uh, 300 pounds <clears throat> and um, I just decided to take on at some point, you know, like I'm not going to feed into the diet culture anymore, this mentality of, of, you know, the next diet, what the next thing is, and, and really kind of had to think about uh, what that means, because I had done so many, if you read the story in, yes. in the fourfold formula, it's a lot. Um, and, you know, it, it came to, I came to realize, that I just kept hearing, like, well, you just have to, you know, not eat this and exercise. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, that's all well and good, but this isn't helpful. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm sure other people have heard this. Like I, I, I was actually sitting um with someone the other day at a conference and and they said, you know, we, it was a longevity conference, and they said, Well, what's the takeaway here? And I'm like, diet and exercise. And then, <laughs> you know, it's oh, so it's that. <laughs> but it, but at the end of the day, yes, that 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 is true, but it is not helpful. So um and I started to think about why, and part of it is mindset. I had to make a big mind shift, uh, set shift um, and say, well, who do I need to become to be what I want, right? So there was that first, and it was kind of, I need to be healthy. That's what I really want. It's not like losing, you know, a hundred pounds or whatever. I need to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, so what would a healthy person do? And I kind of went on that, that search. Um, and found what was right for me. And in that process, I found epigenetics. And it, it, I discovered that each of us, you know, have, has a blueprint and that's handed down from our ancestors. And a lot of it made so much sense to me once I started looking at my own blueprint and at my family's blueprint and then clients' blueprints that, you know, people would come to me and they're like on a keto diet and they're like, it's not working. Like I'm, you know, following all of this. And then I look at their genetics and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's not what you're no not wonder, supposed to be eating a keto working. diet. It's not yeah. like really for your genetics. And so while you might lose some weight on it, but it's not a lifestyle that you can engage in long term that is going to keep you healthy and where you want to be. And so there's, you know, a lot of people say, well, losing weight is is not the hard part. It's keeping the weight off. That's the hard part. And so. Mm -hmm. The, the epigenetics for me was really being able to give people a blueprint and say, well, this is what your body says you should mm -hmm. eat like. Mm -hmm. And then you can mold that based on, you know, what you like to eat, how that would fit in with what your genetics say. And a lot of my clients go, wow, I have a plan now. And it's based on me, not anybody else and not some tribe that says, eat this, don't eat that, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's what it was for me. I mean, like I'd, I'd met with lots of personal trainers, doctors, you know, over the years and, and heard the same thing over and over again. And I thought, you know, there has to be something different. It really has to be something different. Well, I can relate to your story, you know, and I've, I've had my epigenetics done and yeah. what I've heard, some of the things that I've, I've heard from you are like, what? Like, <laughs> are you serious? And it's so contrary to what, um, I would think 
Right. Was, you know, and I've been the one I've gone the I've gone the gamut of trying every diet out there, every program. Um, and I've been everywhere from um, 110 pounds up to I don't know. I'm not even going to I don't want to say how <laughs> high, but um, the bottom line is, is that what you're able to do. And I'm going to go to Dr. Marcus with this um, as well, because you are between the two of you, what you are able to do is pinpoint specifics for each person's body so that they can live a healthy life, <clears throat> excuse me, according to their own physical makeup, you know, and yes, there is an element of, of, um, of, uh, you know, brain and how you want to show up in the world mm-hmm. and mindset shifts and, and whatnot that have to take place. But, Dr. Marcus, what's been your experience with your patients between the endocrinology and your knowledge of epigenetics? You've got a you've got a, a fireball of help for people there. Well, yes, <clears throat> it's always in the receiver, though. You know, you can basically mm-hmm. preach uh, until the end of time, and if there is no reception, then that's not going to result in the outcome that everybody desires, even the patient. You have to find out where the resistance is, where the where the problem really lies. Mm-hmm. And very frequently, um, it is necessary to do a comprehensive, you know, holistic type of assessment to sort that out. And you know, in in our book, the fourfold formula, the wellness wheel is basically an attempt to give people a tool to do this assessment. At their own home, there is obviously, uh, you know, misconceptions. This is not a recipe or anything like that. And you have to assess yourself in earnest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's difficult first step anyway. But you can basically home in. Is it the mind? Is it the body truly? Uh, You know, there are people out there that have diseases that make them obese. And it's horribly difficult to treat. And so there are people in real trouble and they real need medications to Mm -hmm. help them basically. Um, So, so, you know, uh, it always seems to me like there is a, a rift between the uh, holistic or, or uh, the traditional medicine, you know, and I don't think from my perspective, I have that as a knowledge base and I carry that along for the, for mm-hmm. as long as I will be around. Mm-hmm. And I try and intermingle these things. And I do understand that there is a lot of places where um, you have to stop and say, I need help. Other people can help me with this. Um, and it really depends on where the problem lies in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then once you find out the information that the patient or someone, whoever is coming to you for, for help, your coaching clients, Dr. Rachel, and, and your, your patients, Dr. Marcus, they have to be willing to make the changes that are necessary in order to be able to achieve the results. And I got to tell you something, I'm going to admit this on, on the show. I am a rebel. <laughs> I'm a rebel. What do you mean I can't have this? <laughs> I, I can't have this, but I can't have this every day, you know, from morning right. to night to evening. I mean, you know, there's boundaries and, and a lot of people have, um, have issues with boundaries these days, especially when we're in such a crazy time and whatnot, it does a lot to our, to our psyche. And then we, we take out, uh, I, I don't know about you, but, but for me, I'm sure Rachel, you can re- re- relate to this. There's a lot of things like I, I have been known to be someone who runs to food when I'm feeling uncomfortable True. and that's, and that's, but it's been, it's been my upbringing, my grandmother, my aunt, Italian women, my great grandmother, right off the boat from yeah. Italy, here, eat this, Teresa, you'll feel better. <laughs> well, that stuck with me for the longest time. You know, so, yeah, so yeah. let me let me ask the two of you: What do you do when somebody is in a situation like this? I, and I and now Rachel tells me, Doctor Rachel tells me that in my genetics I have athletic genes. <laughs> I, mean, I have athletic genes, and I'm having trouble getting out of the house to go for a walk. Come on, how? <laughs> how do we incorporate all of this? Yeah, 
Well, obviously your genes are your potential, right? And as, as Marcus said, like, you've got to have the mindset to, to follow it. And it, and it isn't easy. I mean, otherwise, you know, everybody would, uh, wouldn't, would be losing weight and staying healthy and we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But um, I think that, you know, unfortunately with, with kind of how things are at the moment, you know, there is a lot of this, don't eat this, don't eat that. And I, and that's not really where I come from. I come from a, a place of like, well, can you have some of that now and again? Sure. But you, this is kind of what your body is saying is, is best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way there isn't that kind of like crisis of, oh, I, I'm, I'm not able to eat this. And then you're just, it's building up and it's building up. And then you, you know, eat the whole pack of cookies, right? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's ways to get around that, but you know, you can make it harder for yourself. So for me, you know, one step that I do is I just don't buy things that are like thing, you know, things I want to go to, like when I get upset, right. If I'm having a bad day, if there's a pack of cookies or uh, some ice cream or something, if it's not in the house, I can't go attack it and, and put, take my emotions out on it. Right. So that's exactly. one thing is make it harder for those foods to be accessible. And then if you do have those foods, maybe buy it in a different quantity. So I heard something uh, on a podcast the other day that I thought was great. They get the frozen cookies and they just cut off two and they bake two. So they're nice and warm at that time and they eat them, but they can't eat anymore because the rest are frozen. So there's another, that's another way of, of still having, you know, your cookie, uh, you know, counting it in your calories for the day and, you know, feel good about it um, and, and not like punish yourself. I think that's one of the things that, that I find most people, uh, they punish themselves for if they digress from their yeah. diet. And I just feel like that is the worst thing because I spent many years doing that and that is not helpful at all to your your psyche at all Mm. you know so Dr. Marcus now one other thing I want to add in this now to somebody like me who not only has this addictive personality this this eat this you'll feel better mindset and um, I also have issues with my thyroid so Let's take what Dr. Rachel said, your, no, your knowledge of endocrinology, and maybe is there there's something you can recommend for people who um, may be in similar situations to me. I, and I'm, I have to tell you, I'm not someone who really likes to take medication. Yes, I'll take supplements, but I don't really like to take medication. But I have discovered, as you said a little bit earlier, your training in, um, in medicine, um, you know, sometimes we have to take medication. So what can you bring to the table here for people like me who are trying to figure out their thyroid numbers and balance all of the, all of these balls that we're juggling in the air? Right, right, right. Well, you know, uh, throwing the thyroid in there is obviously very important because uh, if the thyroid is not adjusted properly, it takes, um, you know, for your it directs the energy expenditure of your basal metabolism, which basically is about, you know, 60 to 80% of the calories that you put in in a day. Mm-hmm. So your metabolism has to be established properly. And a lot of my patients try and go hyperthyroid because it burns extra calories without having to move a muscle. The problem is the extra burning requires extra energy and and there is a net loss in muscle balance over time. And so you don't do that. You go, don't go hyperthyroid. But the point here is the metabolism has to be in a proper place. And you are the one who has to decide where that is. Mm-hmm. So understanding the thyroid, if you would come to me, I would trial to put you in different ranges of the normal reference range of thyroid hormones. Mm-hmm. and or, or the TSH and, and, and basically get you to feel if that makes a difference to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's step number one. Okay. Yeah. And then I dial it into where you are and then your metabolism, which is the, the major beast here is taken care of. And then you can start talking to yourself about programs like I did in my 
<laughs> in my little uh, yes. rendition here, uh, you know, your upbringing and you go and have food for, uh, that's, a, that's a very deep seated, very entrenched program. And to be able to break that, and I, I outlined when you start noticing it, oh, it's starting back up, I'm headed in that direction. You have to try and find yourself areas where you can veer off. And the more you do that, the further you go to the beginning of it all. And if you can stop only that, you still probably have problems in other sectors that make you want to eat. Mm -hmm. But that would be one thing that you can try and work on to at least dampen that trigger. Right, exactly. And then you're already ahead of the game and you actually cut out some calories and there's probably going to be a result of that. But the point here is that the calories and the weight loss is secondary. You're working on something completely different mm -hmm. and you're trying to get to stop a program that is not serving you well anymore, but yeah, you carried yeah. your whole life because it was just beaten into you mm -hmm. from the beginning when yeah, you didn't yeah. even know how to defend yourself against that kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there we was, all go through that. Oh, yeah. I'm we sorry, all have them. I, yeah. I, have, yeah. I have them too. Yeah. I, I think, you know, what Marcus is saying is very true. These are very deep-seated. Uh, you probably find that once you get around your family, they get triggered even more, like to, you know, because of that family system is now mm -hmm. cueing that for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you don't like my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then then they feel offended. You're not eating the food and like, yeah, you know, so it's, yeah. it's uh, there's a whole lot that goes into that. But if you're in your own house, obviously, I mean, if you're aware of it mm -hmm. and if you can recognize it when it's happening. I know that was the place that I got to for me. It was like, oh, what is, why, why is this happening right now? What's going on? If I, I could try and do that step back, mm -hmm. it takes a while to do that. But once you know in, in yourself, like this is something that triggers me, you can try in that, when you get that anger welling up or the need to eat or the anxiety or whatever it is that's coming up and you can say, okay, what is going on? Why do I want to eat? Am I hungry or is this anger? What happened to me just now? Um, I know I've been able to assess those feelings for myself mm -hmm. and, and then say, all right, can I go for a walk right now and interrupt this pattern? Can I, you know, um, engage in something else, maybe like put on a song and dance or something to get like that excess energy out, yeah. just to break that programming at mm -hmm. that moment and recognize it for what it is. But then also if, if, you know, I, I, I end up eating whatever food it is again, not punishing myself for that. Just right. always being aware. I think aware. that does even more damage to us oh, than, absolutely. You know, than, right, than right. actually taking the action, action of eating something that might not have been a good choice. And I want you to right. hold on to the thought for a minute because <laughs> we have to go to a break hmm. and uh, we're going to come back and continue this conversation. And one thing that I would like to find out from either of the two of you is um, so for me, some of the symptoms that I had in my body telling me that there was an issue with my thyroid um, have come have become very apparent. So maybe we can give our audience some things to look for in case they might need to see an endocrinologist or, you know, and and um, and Dr. Rachel, I know you find out stuff about the hormones in the epigenetics panels mm -hmm. too. So yeah. and the blueprint helps that, with that. So we have to go to break and we'll be right back with Dr. Marcus Vetstein and Dr. Rachel Sweet. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing Shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 
30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times best-selling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through Mayhem to Miracles, sacred stories of transformational hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? Faith in God, gratitude, authenticity, and giving are Teresa Velarde's heart. It's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch. Conversations That Make a Difference is now on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than a million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. With over 350 workshops to choose from, Omega offers something for everyone. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 877-944-2002. Again, 877-944-2002. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. I wanted to mention a couple of different things before we continue our conversation. Gratitude is indeed my heart, and we have put out a daily gift of gratitude and both Dr. Rachel and Dr. Marcus have pages in this book. Um, it's just a page a day uh, to read a little story to, to shift your attitude from maybe anxiety and whatnot. This is something I can do in order to be able to avoid the food as well too. pick up something and, and read it, you know, there you go. Gratitude and make it gratitude. There you go. So, and I'm going to be actually, I'm going to be on Pat Cannabis' show later today at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to be talking about a daily gift of gratitude. And thank you both for your contribution to. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I had a great time doing that. And there's more coming. Actually, the next two, just so people know, we're changing this page on uh, dailygiftbookseries.com daily gift is where you can go to find out what's happening next. The next book is going to be A Daily Gift of Kindness. And we're also going to have A Daily Gift of Hope. So we're going we're gonna to populate two books mm -hmm. with lots of stories, um, put some positive stuff out into this world that you know, everybody can, everybody can have a smile on their face after they um, read one of the stories. So back to the thyroid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of the things that I noticed most is hair, thinning hair, my hair falling out. And sometimes in like, uh, you know, I'll get a handful of hair after washing it in the shower. I'll brush my hair and find a lot of it in the sink. Um, you know, and I know that loss of hair, low energy, um, what are, what are some other symptoms people between the two of you, what, what other, what other symptoms can people, um, look for to, as a, as a, um, an awareness to get their thyroid checked? Well, I always separate it into, I, I try and explain the metabolism first. Okay. What is that? And then trying to explain to the patient that if you crank up the metabolism, uh, you're going to get a whole lot of symptoms that are indicating hyperness. You get shakes, you get sweats, you get palpitations. And all this happens on a sort of a sliding scale. There's obviously a gray zone. Some people get palpitations first and some people, you know, can't sleep at night. Um, so there are different 
in that department. And then the hypothyroidism, everything slows down. Cold, mm -hmm. constipation, fatigue, weight gain, increased sleep requirement. You can tell there's a lot of people that uh, would like probably to be checked for their thyroid. And I don't think it's a bad idea, to be honest with you. Hypothyroidism mm -hmm. is quite undetected out there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. And um, Dr. Rachel, one of the reasons why I think this conversation is so timely is not only because as a society, we need this information, number one, and number two, I think that, you know, it's the beginning of the new year and every single diet program you can name is on television, every single one of them on television, on the radio, on whatever else. And people are being sucked in to try the next thing that they think is going to help them. So what, given the fact that we have some of this information that could help send them in a different direction, what would you recommend, um, Dr. Rachel? And how does the information that Dr. Marcus just gave us play into what you find in the um, epigenetics panel? Yeah, so um, obviously when I look at the epigenetics, um, it can give an indication of what genes might not be performing the way that, you know, you would want them to be performing um, that would lead to um, problems with the thyroid. And, and um, so, you know, we obviously would look at that and then check with blood work to make sure that that is the case uh, if the genes are expressing in that way. Um, and as Marcus said, you know, the first line of defense obviously is, you know, to speak with the doctor, make sure the medication and um, the thyroid medication is adequate. I know like you had a terrible experience with some of your medications. So it's really important that they talk to their doctor about how they're supposed to take it, when they're supposed to take it, how it's supposed to make them feel so that they can work with their doctor and make sure that that's adjusted um, so that it is getting their metabolism functioning properly. Right. And then obviously, as far as a diet, diet plan or eating plan, I don't like to call them diets. Eating I don't plan. like the word diet. <laughs> D-I-E are the first three letters. Yeah. Yeah. Eating plan. You know, obviously we, we want to incorporate a lot of fresh fruits, vegetables, fiber is important pro, you know, eating from all of the, the macros, protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Yes, they are all important. Um, and when I say carbohydrates, I mean things like vegetables, potatoes, um, you know, those kind of things, not cakes and pastries. So cruel, <laughs> so cruel. <laughs> but like I said, I don't, I don't like to, you know, limit them. So we, you know, you, if you want to have something now and again, okay. Um, but, you know, obviously... Well, uh you know, my patients, I'm sorry to interrupt, but my patients, are, a lot of them are diabetics. Yeah. And I basically tell them, if it tastes good, it's no good. For Not you. good. Yeah. Done. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, diabetes is, is a whole nother issue, right? So you've got to oh, stay off, off the sugar. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm not going to like, like I said, I, look, I, I understand. I'm not going to like berate anybody if, if they indulge in something, but mm -hmm. obviously they know their body best. And I just know that it functions better when we're eating whole foods, mm -hmm. minimally processed foods. I mean, all foods are processed in some way, right? <laughs> They're all coming from right. in the grocery store. They're all processed in some way. But, you know, if it's going to come out of a package and it's got multiple ingredients, I mean, sometimes you pick up a package and you look at the ingredients and it's, it's like a book and you're like, okay, it's a billboard. this is not food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not food. If you pick up a package, it's got a couple of ingredients in it. That's more probably, you know, minimally processed. Um, and then I would just encourage people to, um, you know, you can do things like all kinds of things, even without having to uh, do your genetics if you don't want to, but you can do elimination uh, diets as well, where if, if you feel like something is causing you an issue, you can eliminate that for a while and see how your body feels. Mm -hmm. I know like um, that's been the case with, with clients uh, that I've had, like they'll, they'll eliminate things and, and add things back in, especially ones that have some sensitive stomachs um, and they have to do kind of like maybe a food map or something like that, you know, where they have to eliminate a lot of foods in the beginning and get things under control with the microbiome and then add things back. Yeah. But it is important to eat from all of the 
the the areas protein carbohydrates and fats uh they yeah. all have serve a function in in our body yeah. you shouldn't eliminate yeah. one over the other let me <laughs> right yeah so i and I uh, let me just uh, i'm sorry Teresa, but uh, just a uh, uh, one little thing i do promote with my diabetics a cheat meal um, and that's basically, if you get a trigger for a craving, you can quench that by saying, no, my cheat meal was assigned on Wednesday for dinner. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Now you can start with three a week, one breakfast, one lunch, one dinner, um, you know, to, to try and get into that habit and see if it works for you and then get tighter and tighter as you go along. So those are little things to branch away. When you start noticing the trigger, just get your thinking process Oh, no, it's, it's gotta be Wednesday, you know, that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. So and I think that's it. It's what it's mindfulness. It's awareness <clears throat> of, of, uh, a lot of us are rushing around and we sometimes don't even notice that we're eating things like yeah. I, you know, like, especially I've, I've heard gals who are in the office and they've got like a bowl of sweets or donuts or in the, you know, the break room and they're just like on the phone and they're just walking and they'll just pick something up and start eating it. And then they'll be, I didn't even realize I was doing it. It's they're, unconscious. Yeah. It's yeah. just right. not engaging in it. And I think that's, that's a thing. Like we need to, you need to um, really be conscious of when you're eating your meals you eat your meals, you know, try to be un uh, present for that moment. It usually only takes like five, 10 minutes to eat a meal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just for that 10 minutes, be present and eat that meal. Don't be on the phone. Don't try not to be rushing around doing something else, eating in your car, or, you know, yeah. whatever, because that's when you're not listening to the body, its cues, um, you're not aware of how much you're eating. You can overeat, uh, you know, so it's all of those things as well. Yeah. And an extreme example of that is uh, we have a true visualization of our food already an insulin priming mechanism going mm -hmm. on so that when the food hits and gets absorbed, the blood sugar doesn't go up. That's the normal mechanism. And so, uh, you know, that I'm sure if you notice the flavor, you prep your body for this coming on and this mm -hmm. being absorbed better than if you're cramming it down while you're driving or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I have two questions relative to exactly what we're talking about here and um, going into and the diabetic portion here. Um, <clears throat> first question is, there's promotion of diabetic medication for weight loss. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I have a friend who went to a doctor who actually told, gave her, I don't remember the name of the drug, but it was, an, it was a shot once a week that she gave mm -hmm. herself in her stomach and it made her really sick, but the doctor said that it was gonna help her to lose You're weight. You're talking about semaglutide? Yeah, all the, yeah, those are all the, uh, the, the once weekly injectable medications that are out there. Uh, they help diabetics tremendously. They notice that there is one effect of this drug is actually uh, going into the brain and uh, slowing down the hunger center. So in other words, for the people that are leptin resistant, uh, uh, geez, okay, let me not get into this too far. The point is, the, the, the point is that if you have uh, the, the hunger center calmed down, people, anybody, will not consume as many calories a day and therefore lose weight. And that is why it's now a fad diet in Hollywood, okay? Yeah. Um, basically is being utilized for these people to lose weight or just to look yeah. better, whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's there was silly. actually- But that's uh, only one effect. Yeah. The, the medication has a bunch of effects, so right. really yeah. good. Yeah, so a lot of people have been promoting um, the, the, these drugs. So there's a bunch of different names but it's basically a, GL, a GLP-1 agonist, basically. Right. And um, yeah, so a lot of people have been having significant uh, weight loss with it. There's a dual agonist that just came out as well that apparently is even better than uh, semaglutide. But yeah. I just saw a research study that says that most of the people who lose the weight loss, have lose weight with those, have to stay on the drug because just like everything else, it comes back afterwards. Yeah. And, yeah. and really why? Because they haven't changed their mindset. So yes, the chemical is, you know, is affecting the hormone signals in the brain. And so, yes, while on the drug, like you're not as hungry, you don't engage, but 
they're not really learning like what we were talking about the triggers why do mm-hmm. we get triggered to eat mm-hmm. uh, or they're not paying attention to the food that they're eating because once you take off the drug the hormones come back in it's it's the same right. story and that that's just right. that's just weight loss in general right like you <clears throat> anytime you take a anything that's going to be a fad like that a pill or an injection or anything you've also got to change the mindset otherwise right. it's not it's and not that's one of the big things that the fourfold formula and the and the wellness wheel helps people to understand it's not just about going to the gym it's not just about what you put in your mouth it's about the, the mindset and all of the other factors that make up how we operate in general, how we operate. And, you know, I mentioned the thyroid because the thyroid seems to be my big thing right now that I have to get cleared up as well as the other things that I need to implement from my epigenetics that I, that I study that I had done. Um, but at the same time, there, your, your hormonal system um, can either uh, help you keep you running um, like a clock or it could keep you chasing your tail, you know, chasing your tail to find out what's going on. So there's, and it's not just the thyroid, it's a lot of different hormones, but um, yeah, yeah. there's, I mean, there's, it's so complex, right? I mean, Marcus will tell you we're, we're so complex and one system feeds into the other and it, one Mm -hmm. can be affected upstream and downstream, it will be doing something different and and it affects us differently. And and we got to remember here that we are learning about all these things, 90% 90% of what's out here right now was not in existence when I started practicing. Yeah. These yeah. were invented drugs, okay? So yeah. don't take a drug if you don't know what it's all about, or it's prescribed right. by somebody who knows and monitors because mm-hmm. all drugs have side effects, period, yep. okay? Yeah. There yeah. is no none without, okay? It's <laughs> just the way it is. Absolutely. And so yeah. the, the, the point is, don't do this stuff as a fad, okay? Don't don't get yourself your hands on fentermine or something like that out there to lose the twenty pounds for your wedding or some. These drugs, they're drugs, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You can't play with that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Hold that thought. We're coming back to that. We are. We have to go into our second break. This hour is flying by, and we're talking with Dr. Marcus Vetstein and Dr. Rachel Sweet. And we're basically having a conversation at wellness about wellness and health and, and how you can start your year off right with some of the information that they're bringing forth. Come on back. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. When you think about being healthy and happy, do you consider the 24 areas of your life? Probably not. With the All Things Wellness Wheel, you become self-empowered, allowing you to make healthier decisions about relationships, nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress, and even your value system. The All Things Wellness book series, written by Peggy Wilms and Dr. Marcus Betstein, teaches about the ATW Wheel and brings dozens of true and personal stories from real people. The first of these multi-author books, The Fourfold Formula, features the foreword written by the Celestine Prophecy author, James Redfield, and is now available on Amazon. Reserve your spot now to become a published author in book two, Win the Wellness War, We Are Responsible. Visit allthingswellness.com slash author for more information. In a world facing annihilation, a miraculous African nun rises to become the first female pope through a web of war, murder, and betrayal. Loved by some, hated by many, she becomes the deadly target of Islamic terrorists and her own cardinals as she introduces a new vision that will either save humanity or accelerate its destruction. Four people must race against a nuclear holocaust to learn her astonishing secret. Pope Annalisa is available at PeterCanova.com, Amazon, and other online booksellers and bookstores worldwide. Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? Faith in God, gratitude, authenticity, and giving are Teresa Velarde's heart. It's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch. 
Conversations That Make a Difference is now on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Why are we here? How can we be happy? Questions asked from millennials to boomers. Crappy to happy. Sacred stories of transformational joy answers them using true stories of grit, grace, and love. James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, wrote in the foreword, This book is a seminar about emerging truths and offers grounded solutions through the art of the comeback. Dr. Bernie Siegel, a contributing author, wrote, Bodies die, but spirits and consciousness survive and recycle. So, grab some tissues, open your book, and prepare to cry and laugh till it heals. Crappy to Happy by Reverend Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and booksellers worldwide. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. I am just in awe of how fast this time is going. But I want to say that um, from the fourfold formula, which, by the way, my publishing company, Authentic Endeavors Publishing, um, under the imprint of Wellness Endeavors, is um, is responsible for putting this out there. So um, and so the other two books that are coming behind this, the first one, When the Wellness War, W-A-R, We Are Responsible. If you would like to know more about how you can be part of one of these multi-author books, you can go to allthingswellness.com slash author, and the information is there. And yes, you did hear the commercial for this book as we went, we came out of that last break. Um, so it's the 24 spokes of the wellness wheel are so relevant to what we're talking about. That's why I want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity. Just go to Amazon and buy your copy. Um, it's, it's a lot of information. And, and Dr. Rachel, you got inspired by being Good. part of that so that you are now putting out your own book um, with several authors. You want to talk about that? For a minute yeah so i i actually uh got the the, the mock-up cover here i don't know if you can see it like with my screen on. there we go uh, step right <laughs> almost here there it is there right there yeah in front of my face expressive <laughs> origins expressive origins yeah um basically it, it's kind of i've, I've taken the, the same kind of theme as as um the fourfold formula and, and the idea of a story because stories are just so powerful at, at uh, getting across an idea. And so um, it kind of the book morphed over time and, and became a little bit more of my story and kind of what I've learned along the way. But I do have um, other authors in there, as you said, and they tell their story about why they came to epigenetics um, also how that's affected them and their clients or kind of their philosophy on epigenetics and what they specifically look at. So each of them are uh, different practitioners, uh, nutritionists, nurses, dietitians that ha have that, they look at epigenetics in within their practice. Right. Awesome. Awesome. And that right. book is coming out. Hopefully we're going to get that out in early yeah. February. So we're yep. looking forward <laughs> to that happening. So I have another question relative to insulin. And there's a lot of conversation about insulin resistance and so forth. And um, is it possible, this is the question, to get off insulin? And is it true that insulin injections cause weight gain? And then the big question, how do you get out of that cycle? How do you fight that cycle of ups and downs of the hormone? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so the, the weight gain with insulin initiation is... Uh, frequently um, multifactorial for sure, but um, you know, if you had poor blood sugar control, one of our safety valves is the kidney, uh, put it bluntly, you pee out sugar. Um, if you hold that in because now you're losing insulin, uh, you're holding in calories and they 
go somewhere and we're good at stashing them. So that's how the weight gain happens for a lot of people. There are multiple other factors too, but that's, uh, uh, I think the most reasonable explanation for most patients. Um, the the um, insulin resistance situation and the fact that you have to use the insulin to get the blood sugar under control is so important. Even with some weight gain, you can address that later. The blood sugar, the sugar inside the bloodstream does all the damage everywhere in the eyes, the heart, the kidney, the feet. Uh, it's all about the blood vessels and the damage in there that causes the the end resulting you know problems that diabetics have to suffer with for the rest of their lives so first order of business get the thing that can get you into serious trouble very quickly under control then deal with the rest there are these weight loss drugs that we've been discussing the once weekly shots the glp1 agonists uh there's quite a variety out there that help um, your insulin or the insulin that you're injecting working better. They help you lose weight with the weight loss comes less insulin resistance. So people can come off insulin. Absolutely. I do that a lot um, because that would mean that you become more and more independent of the crutches that you're using to justify your persistent lifestyle. That's not working because it ruins your body yeah. or it's in the process of doing that. So, you know, it's, Sometimes you have to have a heart to heart with people to make them understand those type of things. But the weight gain uh, with insulin initiation, yes, can be, um, we'll take care of that. You know, yeah. that's what we're here for. That's what I do. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And I think the biggest thing that people need to know is, yeah, all these, these um, <clears throat> sugars and the carbs, they all look really good, but they wreak havoc on your, um, on your, on your body. And, you know, I have someone very close to me who just found out that a relative is now being now in hospice because she has, her body has just like given out and she's gotten cancer. First of all, would you tell everybody what feeds cancer? Sugar feeds cancer, right? So sure. I mean, that's it. That's the thing. So in, in order to be able to have anything work for you, and we're, if we're talking about something as as um, detrimental to your body as cancer, I mean, uh, that would be that would be enough for anyone of a sound mind to say, that's it. I'm putting down the Oreos or whatever, you know, so, but, but some people just don't get it until they're no longer here and they have to look at it. Uh, in the in whatever comes after this in the afternoon yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well maybe I they mean, get a second run run you know yeah <laughs> maybe I, I mean it, it is unfortunate but yeah i mean having looked at genetic the genetics i mean there is a component to sugar addiction um there are genes that once uh the sugar goes onto the the mouth and into the tongue it's like you know it it starts to uh inhibit our hunger signals and, you know, it's kind of all goes out the window. And so that, that is very difficult. And mm -hmm. then we've got a, a marketing and manufacturing beast that is in the food industry that just package it. So it's just looks pretty and, you know, it tastes great and it's got multiple things that will hit our tongue to, you know, um, and you can't eat only it. one, right? No, right. right. You can't like, what, eat what, only what's one. That's that's one they know how to do yeah. that. Once yeah. it pops, yeah. once you pop, you can't stop, right? That was right. Like, the, right. the tagline. That's or something. exactly right. And even things like potato chips, which is a, that tagline, have sugars in them that don't taste like sugars on your tongue, but you have receptors in your stomach that like know that that's sugar and then tell you, we want more of that because your mm -hmm. body is programmed to want the best high calorie density food because it, it wants, it doesn't want to starve, right? That it wants mm -hmm. to preserve its life. It's a, it's a very ironic thing. Yeah. And so even though we might have a lot of excess energy that we're carrying around with us, that the body could use, it's mm -hmm. still kind of holding on to that programming that I need the the highest calorie density food that I can get hold of. So it's just like this perfect storm. And you know, the minute the minute you walk into the grocery store, they've got the racks and and 
right there in front of you, it, it's all displayed and it's, it it's is displayed. difficult. And, you know, I've had um, clients say to me like, well, you know, like I'm in my sixties or whatever. And I, I you know, I'm, I, I'm just, I want to live my life. And then, you know, a year later, they're knocking on Marcus's door, like, Hey, my blood markers, my H1C, <laughs> it's like out of control. What do I do? And then, so there's this, this real dichotomy between, Hey, I want to live my life the way I want to live it and eat what I want to want. But then the blood body says, no, that you can't do that here. Mm -hmm. And he, and it starts rebelling. And mm -hmm. at some point you have to make that choice. So, yeah. I, you know, I used to work in a nursing home. I've seen the toll that cancer and diabetes, you know, people who've had amputations, mm -hmm. blindness from just letting that get out of control. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so it's another, not good people. No, it's, <laughs> it's not, good. not and, good. You know, Although we're talking about obesity and we're talking about, um, you know, trying to lose weight and whatnot. These, a lot of this stuff is true across the board. I mean, I know people who can, have a metab they have a metabolism that's so fast that they can eat half a grocery store and they walk around and they get on the scale and they're a hundred pounds and like, really? Like, come on. So, but they, it, but they're in their own, that's their own, that's their own, um, that's, <laughs> this is my hell, that's theirs, you know, because it, it's, it's the side of it is, is extreme. Yeah. It's finding the balance in the middle, I think, where get, giving the body what it needs and then um, being able to, you know, still have a good life because life is not always about food. I mean, food right. becomes part of an experience, you yeah. know, it's just, we gather around the table, we have good conversation and whatnot, but you know what? You don't have to have all that, all the cookies and cakes and desserts and whatever, or whatever you like on the table in order to be able to have a good conversation. I mean, just look at this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I yeah. think, I think what you've said is, is there's a couple of things there. Yes. People are genetically different. And I've looked at a lot genetics of, of myself, you and other people who struggle with their weight and then people who don't struggle the weight. And there are definitely differences in the genetics and, and, the, and the makeup, but there's also differences in, in some of the mindset as well. And one of the things that I realized is I planned a lot of activities in the past around food. Like, yeah. go, oh, I'll meet you at a restaurant. I'll meet you here. Um, we're going to go take a drive and we'll end up at this restaurant. Yeah. And I noticed that also in other people that like a lot of their activities were based on food. So now I look for activities where I can go somewhere and take a hike or I can go right. somewhere and kayak. Right. And it's not yes. about food. It's about an activity that I enjoy, see a, a serene, a, you know, a lovely serene place, a surrounding that's beautiful and isn't food focused. And so I would encourage people to look at their activities and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps maybe there has to be a tweak there too, because I tell you, it is a lot of it comes down to what our environment and where we're putting ourselves as much as it is genetically related, right, related exactly. and environment, you know, our, our, what we were given with our family as well, but it's also what we choose to do. I have one more question and we have three minutes left. So, <laughs> um, uh, this question is about reading articles that blame American obesity pandemic from, from corn on corn syrup and processed <laughs> foods. What do you say, Dr. Marcus on that? They play a big role. There is no yeah, doubt about it, they do. but it's role. not, not that you can't just point to one or two items and say, this is all responsible for it. Uh, humans are way too variable for that right. you know so yes there is and they're the, the the point there i think is to point out that they're predatorial uh they make you a beast they don't care about your health they want you to eat their product you know exactly. and they they design it that way and they make sure that you are coming back to to for more they it's predatorial and yeah. that's what the bad part is yeah, yeah, it's it's designed to be highly palatable, palatable and and very, you know, with a high desire for us to eat it. And it's it's all marketed and, and made that way. Oh, for and us. how much science goes into the product? Oh, in the a first lot place. of R&D. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, we could go on forever. Yeah, we could go yeah. on this topic forever. Uh, this... I was going to say the next book, right? We are responsible. We are responsible. Yep. That's exactly. the thing. We yeah. are responsible. We have control of what we, we put into our mouths. We, we can vote with our dollars 
what we're going to buy. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. We are responsible. Dr. Marcus, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Give us a, some way people can reach out to you if they have questions. Well, with regards to uh, all of this endeavor, it's between uh, Peggy and myself, sorry, the full fold formula. We do this through allthingswellness.com. That would be one way. Uh, so everything that has to do with the book, my personal email is uh, my tr truncated first uh, and last name. So it's M-W-E-T-T-S-T -T at gmail.com. Okay, um, so that would be that would be my private email. Okay. And Dr. Rachel, how do people get in touch with you? And um, yeah, they can reach yeah, out through website. the through, yeah, um, website, drrachelsweet.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram also. Um, or they can email me at coach at drrachelsweet.com. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions or, yeah. uh, you know, any anything anybody has to ask. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> right, exactly. We see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> we can do. There you go. The, the wellness, my... the epigenetics, the we are responsible coming out. Um, you know, if you have a story to tell, be sure to go there. Watch for um, um, Rachel's book to come out, and we are responsible. <laughs> there it is. Expressive origins, and remember to get your copy of. The Daily Gift of Gratitude. There you go. Good, exactly. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Great show, Thank guys. you, I Teresa. Thank you. Thank you. Tune in next time for conversations that make a difference with host Teresa Bellardi every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Thank you for listening. And thank you to our producer, Rachel, and to our station owner, Deborah Beauvais, working behind the scenes. Be sure to go to conversationsthatmakeadifference.com for your free gift. Make sure your conversations make a difference.